Now, we regularly speak to aid workers on this program as they try to highlight situations in conflict zones or humanitarian crises. They rarely talk about themselves, although they may face the threat of bullets and bombs and often the fear of kidnap. And they can work away from home in these hostile conditions for months, even years. And there is another risk from within their own ranks, sexual violence. Following an incident two years ago, Megan Nobert became one of the first to speak out, talking about being drugged and raped by a fellow UN work colleague during a mission in Africa. Nicola Kelly takes a wider look at the problem. In an emergency setting, aid workers in some of the most unstable parts of the world are exposed to a high level of risk. But until recently, the extent to which humanitarians experience sexual assault had not been fully recognised. Megan Nobert, a former aid worker, moved here to Switzerland recently. She had been working on a UN peacekeeping mission in South Sudan when a colleague drugged and raped her. Uh, Lovely. Over a cup of tea, she tells me of her harrowing experience. That was probably the hardest conversation I'll ever have to have with my mom. I know it was really hard on her because I asked her to not tell my dad. (laughs) But it was a small world, a small community, and my container wasn't that far apparently from his tent, and he would just stand there and watch. Do you have any sense of what drugs were used in your experience? The initial tests um, came out with um, morphine, codeine, oxycodone. It's incredibly easy to get access to these types of drugs in certain countries. Unfortunately, cases like Megan's are all too common in the aid sector. According to the latest statistics, 54% of sexual assault incidents that occur in the field are colleague on colleague. Most commonly, the perpetrators are other international members of staff. Your world is very limited. You know, you look at lack of support networks, um, lack of communications often, um, different cultures clashing, stress, high-risk environments. It creates environments where things like this could happen, and they do. While incidents like Megan's are known anecdotally to be prevalent, many of those with similar stories have chosen not to speak out. So in terms of unknown attackers, if we said checkpoints... At a training centre here in South London, humanitarian security adviser Catherine Plumridge says that underreporting is particularly rife among men. Mainly women are affected, but men are affected too. And the way that this has been addressed in the past has been to call it a women's issue. And actually, we need to get away from that. We just need to talk about managing vulnerability. Men, if they do not have outward signs of having been, for example, beaten or badly assaulted, often don't report because sometimes they feel that it could be perceived that they actually consented to sex rather than were actually raped. Helping aid workers to recover from the trauma is important, but ultimately organisations are responsible for preventing incidents taking place. My name is Jens Lerge. I'm a spokesperson for the United Nations OCHA, that's the Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, uh, the office in Geneva. Clearly it is a problem that that is out there that needs to be taken um, very serious. There are incidents of aid workers uh, being raped, uh, for example, Uh, which is a violent crime. More can can always uh, be done, and I think we are in a constant process of looking at how do we strike the right balance between protecting the aid workers and, at the same time, not be so overprotective that it is to the detriment of the operation. 
I'm usually, well, I switch to um, tea in the afternoon, so... But for aid workers like Megan, without the support structures in place to investigate her case, leaving was the only option. She says there's a long way to go before the cycle of sexual violence against aid workers in the field is broken. And what would you say if you saw him now? I guess I'd want to know why. Why me? What did I do? I'd said hi to him twice. I don't think he would ever have an answer that would satisfy me. But I'll, I'll never get that answer. Um, and even if I did, it probably wouldn't. It wouldn't solve anything. It wouldn't change what happened. Nicola Kelly there in a very difficult story uh, on the extent of sexual assault experienced by aid workers.